1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com All right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Well, today, as the title suggests, we're going to talk about being prepared if the power went out, maybe for good or for a long time, something like that. And if you guys remember back a little while ago, we did an episode where all right, the world just ended right now, you know, an EMP or something. And how, how do you get home? Your get home bag, you know, you ran out of gas, whatever. This is kind of the same approach, but I really want to focus on your house. Um, how prepared are you if all your resources went away today? And and by that, I mean like external, right? You can't go to the grocery store you probably don't have long-term electricity. Maybe you have electricity for short till people stop showing up to work at the power plant and then things kind of slowly die away. It doesn't have to be an EMP or whatever. Just, you, you know, uh, we'll say the bottom drops out of the dollar and grocery stores are closing down because nobody has money to buy anything. They can't restock things, whatever it is, whatever world presents where the grocery stores and your normal supply of everything goes away. How prepared are you and how can you get prepared? That's really the focus of what I want to talk about today. Now, Kevin, I mean, like what kind of things could even cause this kind of disaster? I mean, hell, China could invade tomorrow, right? I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, there's been a lot of talk about uh, cyber terrorism, yep. and uh, there's a lot of rumors, and I don't know how how true they are, but there's a lot of rumors that that uh, China has been working on uh, backdoors to uh, uh, power systems. Um, we all know that there's a major. A couple of years ago, there's a major shutdown, uh, shortage of fuel, right? Because uh, uh, cyber terrorism, they wanted a, um, they wanted a certain amount of millions of dollars in Bitcoin from uh, some sort, some company about 
you know, to turn their, their oil back on. Um, there's been some major, uh, drone attacks on, uh, Russian oil fields and Russian, uh, yeah. refineries. Um, you know, there's a million and one reasons why, uh, the power can, uh, go out solar flares, you know, um, all sorts of, uh, nasty stuff out there. And, uh, you know, we have a pretty robust, um, uh, electrical grid in the United States, but that doesn't mean that, you know, there aren't, there haven't been, there have been major power outages, uh, in the past 10 or 15 years in different locations in the United States. Um, there's the big one on the East coast for about three days. Everybody was out of power. Uh, there's a big one in Texas, a couple of them in Texas. Right. Um, and then, you know, there's the day to day stuff, uh, you know, thunderstorms knocking out power to like isolated areas. You know, I, I lose power probably at my house two to three times a year. And it's usually, you know, it's usually a couple hours, but you know, sometimes it goes a day and a half and uh, you know, day and a half isn't that bad of a, uh, that big of a deal, you know, unless it's five degrees outside, then, you know, you could really be in a dangerous situation. Nobody wants to spend, spend two days sitting in their car, you know, with the heat on trying to, trying to survive. That's, you know, terrible. You know, you have to right. hang out with your family and like talk to them. Ooh, Ooh, that, that does sound horrible. Mm-hmm. Well, remember a couple of years back when uh, Puerto Rico got kind of almost wiped off the map there. If it wasn't for right. uh, everybody stepping in, you know, that, that was devastating. Mm-hmm. Um, civil war, right. Uh, right. Civil War, I, I wouldn't mention that, except apparently YouTube was like plastered last night with it, are, is Civil War starting right now in Texas. Right. You know, it's this nonstop mm-hmm. uh, Biden on the uh, the hunt there. Yeah. Yeah. It's been uh, it's been a little bit. Um, I think it's a little overblown. Everybody likes to get uh, amped up about definitely that War all like the time. Big, but yeah, big, big kind of stuff. No doubt. Uh-huh. And that's not where I would focus. I, I, I don't really think that's going to, but man, I will say the balls of some uh, politicians to want to jump in and, uh, you know, assert their authority. Right. I, I think a lot of that is pride. You know, it, it's pride that how dare you cross me? You know, mm-hmm. it, it's yeah. kind of like we keep seeing the politicians. They'll, it, they'll come in and they'll completely undo what the last president did. Just, like even if it was a good idea, but you did it, so I'm gonna overturn that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It, it's just stupid how we we do things. We're so childish, you know. Oh, you built a wall. Well, I'm gonna pay money to take that wall down. Wait, mm-hmm. that's stupid. Like I can understand. Hey, we're not gonna keep spending money on that. I have a better approach. Right. I get that. But not let, let me undo it. Cause that was just, ah, uh, you know, it's just stupid. And, yeah. and Republicans do the same thing. You know, it, I, I just, it, it's so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you might talk about a Democrat right now, but I mean, the truth is it, it goes both yeah. ways. There's idiocy on, on all sides. So, I mean, uh, you know, yeah, I, I agree yeah. with you a hundred percent. This yeah. whole damn country is run by a bunch of fools. Oh, dude, you're, you're not, you're preaching to the choir. Um, so, uh, all right, let's jump into some of the meat within the nut and mm-hmm. uh, see what we could talk about here. So I think let's start off with kind of the obvious. All right. Um, I mean, there's 
there's the 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 hierarchy of of survival they say you know there's the different things you, you need food you need water you need shelter now shelter is also heat and cooling and whatever is going to protect you proper rain clothing, off your head. you know whatever we're going to talk about security and i'm going to expand security to talk about like the perimeter of our house and how we'd kind of work on that as well so let's well hell let's jump in with food right that that seems like a big one. Water, we're going to get to, too. Obviously, water is probably number one in importance. But mm-hmm. let, let's talk about uh, let's talk about food. Well, yeah. First off, I'd, I'd say that you should have a couple of months worth of food in your house ready to go. That's I mean, this is a prepper show being prepared. That's number one. Get some get some rice, get some beans. You know, I'm going to be eating beans and if the power goes out, I'll be eating beans and rice for months. Um it's going to be terrible, but I, I've got plenty of hot sauce stored up. You can change things up. You're good for bit. hot sauce. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. I mean, it's squirrel with hot sauce, it's rat with hot sauce, possum mm-hmm. with hot sauce, yeah. I mean, you know, and shrimp. And then you can have fried shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you get the idea, right? Right. Right. So, uh, you know, another good thing uh, as far as food storage goes that uh, we haven't talked about in a little while is uh, root cellars. Um, yes. Now, a root cellar can be just about anything. Um, it, it really, you want it to be surrounded on three sides with, with earth. You know what I mean? It keeps that temperature keep the, cool, the, yeah. right, the right area. You know, I, and during the winter, my basement actually is an excellent, excellent root cellar. I keep a lot of vegetables down here. And, um, you know, they last just as long as they would last in the refrigerator, especially things like uh, potatoes and onions. You can stick them down here and they're, you know. They're good for a long time. Cabbage, other other hearty uh, vegetables, uh, carrots, things like that. Um, uh, root cellar is pretty easy to to put together, and I think uh, I think you know you can go on YouTube or look at one of our previous episodes on root cellars. Yeah. Um, but another big thing, uh, aside of storing your food, is growing your food. Right? Uh, vegetable right. gardens got a pretty significant vegetable garden. Everybody should have a little vegetable garden doesn't have to be huge but a little something or other so you know what you're doing yeah well one of the things i think people don't consider is like like so in my situation i have rabbits and chickens and at this point a lot of the feed for my rabbits and chickens comes from the the tractor supply or whatever right right the local feed store you know but i actually do use the local feed store for you know a big percentage of what i feed them as well and you need to come up with an alternative for that. If you can't go buy a 50 pound sack now at a minimum, right? I have 20 rabbits out back that that's 20 meals for my family right there. Right. That one, I don't need to keep refrigerated and I have enough feed at any given time. We'll say to go 20 days, right. Or I could smoke that meat or do something else to preserve it Mm -hmm. where Right away, even if I didn't have a constant source of feed, obviously the goal is to keep feeding them and to keep them reproducing and going on indefinitely, right? Right. That makes sense. But even at a minimum, if that didn't work out, I have 50 meals. I don't have to keep refrigerated. Right. So that that's huge right there. Same thing for the chickens, right? I have 35 meals right there. That And yes, I have enough stuff to keep them alive for 35 days on hand. That's not, Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, just eating off the ground, you know, or putting the rabbits in a chicken, a chicken, uh, 
tractor or a rabbit tractor, whatever you'd call it, right? Mm -hmm. You'd be able to keep that going and and sustain that. Um, But, all right, so you have that. So you have those animals, but you want to think about things you could be growing. And I know like with the rabbits, one of the big things is kind of like these microgreens. I think it's barley that they do for the rabbits. We've been, we bought a bunch of seed and whatever. We're starting to implement that, but where you're actually turning over trays of, of food that you can go. Um, I have books on, on harvesting, uh, you know, feeding your rabbits naturally that, you know, all the different things I can go out and grab and throw in the cages and keep them going. Mm. These are things you want to consider for whatever livestock you have. Right. Right. Um, and you know, Hey, all right. How can I fence the chickens and move them around and get them to places if if they're not free range right Mm -hmm. if they're free range obviously it's a lot easier to figure out a feed source for them right right and you know that is a big uh a big difference between like a factory farm and you grow you know raising your own chickens uh you know you can free range them and save quite a bit of money on feed and maybe you can't uh do it entirely with uh your property and where you're at but uh, you can supplement quite a bit of, of food just by letting them free range. You know, they love right. bugs. And, you know, every time I go over to the compost bin, they all come running over there because they know I'm going to throw a couple of worms out for them, you know. Yeah. Walk around, turn over rocks. They'll just follow you around picking everything out of there. And but, that's um, another thing. If you're doing it right, can you harvest worms for your, you know, for your uh, your chickens, right? You know, people mm-hmm. do those worm bins. You can really turn over some volume. Now, obviously you're not going to feed 35 chickens with a worm bin, you know, on that alone, right? You have to Mm -hmm. have another plan, but that's another protein supplement that you can work in there and really, you know, help things out. Um, So with that, now I also, you know, I got heavy in animals right there. You know, Kevin mentioned a big garden and having a setup like that. Now there is the long-term survival food. Um, I'm sure I can probably find an affiliate link to throw in the bottom, maybe a good deal for you. I don't know. I, I think I, I used to work with uh, my Patriot supply a lot. I, I don't know. I don't know who's good. I like wise food seems interesting to me. I know they had trouble. You can put in the comments that you hate somebody and whatever. That's fine too. Even if you have an affiliate link, you want to throw in the comments for somebody. I'm good with that. Um, but the bottom line is, Stuff like that ends up being rather expensive, especially now, where when you buy that survival food from one of these companies, mm. um, stuff's good. When you see a good sale, I would buy some because it's something you can set aside and forget it, which is awesome. Right. Um, I know the uh, the Amish have that store. Or sorry, the Latter Day Saints have that store online that you can buy a lot of their prepper food that. Was it Agassiz Farms or whatever? Maybe that's, I, I don't know. There's sure a bunch of different is, things. I know yeah, what you're talking know. about. Right. But you can search it out, right? Uh, I know there's that Azure Standard. They're pretty cool. Um, they basically sell stuff in bulk. Um, I'll, I'll try and get some links to throw in the uh, in the comments or notes for you guys for that stuff. But that's one way. But also just having a bulky, beefy pantry where you're cycling through your food, you know, you're rotating your stores. Um, a lot of stuff. Uh, one of the big ones, Walmart sells the giant bags of like pancake mix. Well, that's huge calorie that you can add, um, buying. And if you have chickens, you can throw the eggs in with the pancakes and you're, you're set. 
I mean, you can get you can get instant pancake mix as right, well. That but doesn't it doesn't require anything, but mm-hmm. you can also beef up the protein with something like right. that. Uh, if you're down for corn syrup, crappy syrup, you can buy that in bulk, really pretty cheap at Tractor. At uh, sorry, at like Sam's Club or Costco or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right, that stuff works really well. Um, but you can also uh, rice. Right, think of bulk rice. I mm-hmm. used to be big on bulk beans. Uh, yeah. That stuff isn't as cheap anymore bulk beans you're kind of paying anymore for those dried beans and stuff so mm-hmm. i don't know you got to look around and find the things that your family likes that yeah, what are you going to actually show stable eating every right day. yeah it's gonna last uh one of the big things uh that work i mean uh cornmeal uh one of my kids is uh gluten you know has to be gluten free right so because of that we do a lot of the, the corn, you know, uh, what it, it is cornmeal, I guess. Yeah. Cornmeal, and, yep. and so buying large bags of that and being able to stockpile. But I also, um, one of the things I got from mayhem country living was if you freeze the rice or you freeze the flour, that kind of stuff, it kills any of the bugs and stuff that might be in the package. I know we all like to think, right. oh, there's no bugs or eggs in any of the stuff we buy. But yeah. we'll just say it might be better if you freeze it first. Now, yeah. the idea was- Freeze it and then, yeah, right. let it freeze and then take it out and store it right. like you would normally store If it. you give it two or three days, you know, whatever you feel makes it frozen all the way through where that temperature is there. And then store it in five gallon buckets and, you know, close it up. Now I have room in my freezer, unless it's deer season or whatever, where I'll just put the stuff in there Mm -hmm. and I'll just leave the flour or the rice in there. It's a secure space. I don't have to worry about rodents and I know it's going to last. Yeah. But Uh, then when I pull it out. Yeah. yeah, Pasta and and, um, like ramen stuff. That's the same thing, you know? Right. So anyway, bottom line is, we did an episode. If you really want to d- dig into what specific foods are great for storage, um, you can head back to that one. I'll see if actually I can put that at the end of this video as the, you know, hey, go back and check that out. I don't know if we did a video on it. It might just be a, a podcast. I'll see if I can throw the link in the in the show notes to the episode and you guys will be able to check that out. But that's another thing to consider. But uh, so let's keep moving right along. Uh, Water. What could we do with water, Kevin, that you're going to need water, right? That's foundation of life, right? So what Mm -hmm. do we do to have water in our house when the power goes out? What are some things we need right now? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, one, if you have a water source on your property, that is a big deal. You know, if you've got a stringing a pond, something like that, um, uh, you know, not everybody has that. I'm going to pretty good location here that I've got, you know, a little stream in the back and I've got a, um, you know, a low water table, meaning that I could really dig down about four or five feet and start getting some water out of that. But that water isn't going to be necessarily safe, right? Um, so you're going to have to think about ways that you can uh, purify your water. Um, uh, another way to uh, get water if you don't have it on your property ne- uh, necessarily is is uh, rainwater catch basins, um, collecting your rainwater. Um, you know, you can just set up, you know, I, I have 55-gallon drums, but you can set up even a five-gallon bucket on your rain spout, uh, out your, your drain spout on your from your gutters from your roof and collect some of that water. Um, but 
uh, cleaning that water might be a little bit difficult. So right. uh, what I've what I uh, would recommend is basic setup would be set up a teepee with three shirts hanging down in a tier. You know, first one is gravel, gets all the sticks and and gunk out of there. Next one is sand. And the bottom one is charcoal from your fire from your, pit, fire. from your fireplace, right. from wood stove, whatever it is. Uh, the first few uh, runs through with the water, it's going to come out black from that charcoal. So you just discard that water, run it back through. and uh, But after that, it's going to really clean out that water. It's not necessarily going to be perfectly safe, but it's going to be a lot better than just grabbing some, something out of a pond, you know? Right. Um, another way is uh, iodine. Um, you can use a small amount of iodine for, for that uh, small amount of bleach, but both those things are going to take some time. You're going to want to let that set and do its thing for, for 30 minutes or so. Believe it or um, not, Clorox on their website actually tells you how to treat your water with their bleach. And mm-hmm. they tell you amounts per gallon and how much to do and based on where you get the water from, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Uh, obviously, Clorox kills bad things in there, but it does not remove toxins. Right. Um, so that's where that filtering comes in. Um, that That's a big thing. One of the ways I, I prepare for that is... I have wells on my property, so it's kind of irrelevant. One is a uh, a shallow well where I can just like lift the lid and drop down a bucket and pull out water. So I'm kind of good there. But in addition to that, believe it or not, I still have, uh, I went to Sam's Club and they have like six things of uh, Clorox, but it's like 30 times concentrated or something like that. Right. So I threw those, I left them in the cardboard box and I have them in like a dark closet that just sit there. Now, obviously that plastic's going to deteriorate over time. You know, obviously we know that bleach exposed to sunlight deteriorates quickly. That's why I was saying, I keep it in a really dark place. It mm-hmm. still is going to have a shelf life, right? But it's going to be better than, you know, something else. So that's something to consider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically bleach is, is going to be good if you store it in a dark place for six months plus, and then it's going to start to, be less and less uh, effective, but obviously it's going to last for a long time. It's going to last for a year where you can still use it. You might just have to use a little bit more. Right. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, other stuff is like, uh, uh, there's a lot of uh, water filters you can get. Uh, you can buy uh, life straws and, and uh, multiple different water filters that you can get just to scoop water up and immediately be able to drink it. Those things are great, um, but on a large scale, they might be a little less uh, less effective, um, and they get more and more expensive as you go up to something that you're going to be able to use over and over, over again. and over. Right, exactly. Catadyne, right. uh, there's a bunch of companies that do it, and that's the thing. Those things, I mean, even if all right, I got one that's going to last me maybe six months, and then all of a sudden, hey, you got a good water supply. Are all your neighbors hitting you up? You know, whatever you mm-hmm. you need to think bigger on how you're going to get good water. Um, there is a lot of videos on YouTube on d- doing a hand pump well and how to work that out, how to you know dig your own and dowsing rods and the whole mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And you know, look around your community. You know, sometimes people have water sources available that they don't even realize. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something to consider. You know. Um, it's funny. The, the old standard of boiling water. We, I never, we never really mentioned that because it should be common sense, but you know, common sense is not, always right. common. Yeah. And if we stop so mentioning it, 
not yeah. so common, right? Yeah. If you if you want to if you want to boil water, that's that's great. It's a little bit, you know, if you have a heat source, then you know it's not a big problem. Um, and you want it to just do a rolling boil for about five minutes, and then it's safe to drink. Yeah. Now that that's all stuff to consider. You know, it's funny. My uh, my brother has a uh, had a restaurant in, in the middle of town, and it actually had a well right in the basement. And it's weird because you wouldn't think in the middle of a city that you got a well right there, you know, and it was like a big open well, you could just drop a bucket in and and pull out water. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of thing, you know, there might be some sources that you don't even realize. And you might want to look into what's available in your area, talk to people, you know, usually the old timers know some stuff that, you know, I thought that old people didn't have any purpose anymore. I'm saying whatever, but sometimes they know things. All right. So moving right along now, security, how do you uh, protect your family? Oh, and food. There was, uh, I, I was going to mention, you know, you might want to add your like uh, um, prescriptions, things like that. Don't forget about, you know, stuff you need food, stuff like that for as far as, you know, you're, mm-hmm. I don't know, you get heartburn, you have, diabetes you have whatever make sure you have the appropriate things Mm. as best you can obviously insulin has to be kept cold maybe another reason to think about a root cellar whatever because i understand it's not as cold as your refrigerator and it's not going to be as great but it's going to buy you more time than keeping insulin warm that's all Mm -hmm. i can tell you right Right. Uh, you know, multivitamins, all that sort of stuff is always uh, great to have on hand, especially if your your food is uh, limited to a specific, you know, I only have rice, I only have potatoes, something like that. Uh, having multivitamins around is uh, uh, can be a big help. Real quick, before we get, get on into the next thing, um, having a power outage bag. Um, a lot of people lose power and they can't do anything. It's the middle of the night and they can't do anything until they find a flashlight, you know? Yes. If you have your stuff in one spot, it's easy to do. So have your, have a power outage bag, batteries, lighters, matches, flashlights, rechargeable flashlights, batter, uh, headlamps, um, candles, beeswax candles burn longer and they're, they're better. They're a little bit more expensive though. Um, Hand crank radio. I have a hand crank radio. I've never used it. Right. Uh, you know, go ahead, get one. They're cheap. They're not a big deal. But uh, first aid kit should be right there in your in your um, bag too. You know what I mean? It, uh, okay. Just just bandages, something to you know. Everybody the stubs their toe in the in the dark, and you're hopping around crying about it. And now you can put a little splint on your pinky toe, and you'll be all right. Exactly. The big thing is knowing where the stuff is and keeping it in working order. How often, you know, if your flashlight's right next to the door and you're using it all the time, or I actually have, um, you know, we're kind of homestead farm lifestyle, right? So at the back of my door, I have like four headlamps just hanging that are Mm -hmm. grabbed probably at a minimum once a week, somebody's throwing one on. So those, it's not as big of a thing, but if you're the guy who's got them, well, we have these right here but I keep them in the drawer cause we never go outside at night and it's never an issue. And with those, make sure you're checking the batteries, make sure you're mm-hmm. opening them up and, and replacing them every four months, six months, at least looking at them and, yeah. and see if they're still good. Um, they definitely, you know, uh, 
you know, have that power out bag where it's small, it's got everything and you're just ready to go. I know with my kids, I actually gave them all a flashlight and was like, here, you know, one year for Christmas, they all hated me or whatever. Cause that's the right. crappy gift or whatever, mm-hmm. but Hey, in your stocking, you all got, now it's funny. Cause they were like, LED or uh, mag lights, right? Which mm-hmm. are like outdated and crap compared right. to what you get now. You know, all the lights now like light up a room and you put a mag light next to it. You're like, I can't even see. It's mm-hmm. horrible, you know, <laughs> but that's, that's what I did. And same thing, like everybody's got those like energizer, you know, that you get at the Lowe's checkout or whatever. I think I bought them from Amazon in like a pack of three or whatever. And I bought a couple. But having those lights and that kind of stuff available is awesome. Think of the other things you need day to day in your house, right? Like, so Kevin just mentioned flashlights and a power out bag. Do you have matches? Do you have the normal stuff that you need? Now, what about washing and doing laundry? Do you watch on YouTube? You could figure out something with a five gallon bucket and how to kind of work out washing clothes and things. Come up with an alternative. Now, maybe that awesome alternative is setting up a solar system and having chargers that are, or sorry, having a a charge controller and stuff that you keep in EMP stuff and you know, it's going to last forever. Maybe that's, that's your answer, but maybe it's as simple as going on YouTube and figuring out with a five gallon bucket and a cutout lid that has holes drilled in it that you can kind of work out something to wash your clothes, Mm -hmm. you know? Even buying an old washboard and having running water, just realize how much water that takes. If you're Mm kind of trying to have running water to do something, you know, what you're doing for laundry, make sure that it's worth it for you. That's all. Right, right. Uh, Another thing that we should talk about real quick that's, um, you know, short term is uh, keeping your phone charged. Uh, Now, you can get uh, solar chargers, about 30 bucks. You just stick it in the sun. You can it'll charge up the battery and then you can charge up your phone with it. Um, you can, uh, uh, charge your battery packs. Those are great to have. I've got a couple of those things. Um, switch your phone to low power mode. It'll reduce the the brightness light, but it'll last a lot longer. Um, and you could even plug in, uh, plug in your phone to your TV or your laptop. If the power goes out, that TV still got some battery power. You use the USB cord. Um, your, your computer is not going to be really great cause there's not going to be any internet service, but you can charge your phone up and use the cell signal, um, for your, for your internet access and keep, uh, keep on top of what's going on around you. That that's smart. Cause a lot of people don't realize, you know, they'll die with resources right there available to them, you know, mm-hmm. people dying of thirst, but they don't look at the, the water in the toilet tank right behind them. That's still clean. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm talking about the tank behind it, not the bowl on the bottom. That's a little yeah. That's for the dogs to drink, not yep. for people. You, you stick to the back, but the same thing, like a water heater, right? It's got 50 gallons of water or 30 right. or whatever. I, I know in New York, you guys are probably down to like 10 gallon water heaters over there where <laughs> I don't know. I know you got some kind of ridiculous rule, but That's the thing. There's stuff stored. And that's, you know, I know one of our listeners uh, sent me pictures a long time ago that of a a storage system that he set up in his house. And what he did was he had 55 gallon drums, I think at least two of them, Mm -hmm. where he had his main water supply flow into a drum, into another drum, 
And then, you know, and, and I think, you know, like it fed in at the top and drew out at the bottom, something Mm -hmm. like that into the next one. And, and likewise, but that way he's cycling through his water all the time, but he always has 110 fresh gallons of water that are stored right there. I mean, that's the kind of thing you can, you know, start to implement to cover the downside. Uh, you know, these are the things you need to think about what you do every day. You know, how are you going to cook? Having a cooking plan for your house when the power is out, you know, all right, you got a propane tank and you have a gas stove and gas burners. That's a big part of a plan. And if you had that propane tank for your heat as well, that's probably going to last a really long time. Um, Maybe it's using your grill out back. How long is that burner going to last you? And most of the time, I mean, I know Kevin stores a couple extra propane cans mm-hmm. and it's going to last. I have two at my house at any given time. I know Kevin's got a little better supply than that, but, uh, you know, yeah, that's the I, thing. You, I've got a problem. <laughs> I've got a problem with, with too many propane tanks. Right. But and Kevin's like probably not filled them in five years because they're still working through. <laughs> they're still, still working yeah. through them. Yeah. yeah. You know, exactly. that, that's how it is. But you plan ahead and you come up with a solution. You need to decide what's important to you. Now, I live in the middle of the woods and I have unlimited lumber. I can throw, I have oak trees all over my yard and I don't even have to try and get oak wood. I can just walk out in my yard any given day and find some giant branch of you know yeah. oak that I can cut up. Now, I did buy some things to split it into small pieces and make, you know, excellent, uh, excellent, you know, fire starting stuff and, and great size wood. I have an ax, I have, you know, chainsaws and things like that. Now, obviously chainsaws don't last forever. You run out of gas, you whatever, but I have a bunch of extra blades and I got to say a gallon of gas goes Go a long far way. in a chainsaw. That's yeah. the thing. People are like, Oh, I want to run my four wheeler. I want to run my truck, man. If you kept that two gallons for your chainsaw, the unlimited work you could do especially if you knew how to sharpen your chains mm-hmm. is. And yeah. And that, when you mix that, that chainsaw, uh, when you mix that gas with the oil, yeah. um, it'll last yeah. a lot longer than regular gas will. Yeah. Especially if you buy the synthetic for mm-hmm. the, uh, the chainsaw oil, you know, for the mix. Um, yeah. you know, I always kind of have a, a gallon of the bar and chain and I buy like the six pack of the synthetic, uh, you know, oil fuel mix, whatever. But that, these are the things to think about. Uh, I'm not trying to cover every possible thing. I mean, I am trying to, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to be able to, Mm -hmm. but what I'm trying to do is inspire you to think of what issues come up and what kind of preparing you can do for the immediate, you know, what can I have on hand? And so many people get overwhelmed. They're like, Oh, I can't do all this. No, but hopefully when we have a discussion like this, you're going to realize, hey, I fall short in this area. You know what? That's one thing I didn't consider. Mm-hmm. How am I going to make my coffee, right? Well, I have the old kettle, but I have beans and no grinder. Well, yeah, you can chop them up and whatever, but you need to think about where are you going to fall short? How much coffee do you have? Can you live without coffee? I mean, some of you can, maybe, I don't know. How about yeah, beer, make right? Are, are you going to run out of beer? I mean, what kind of world do you live in? Mm-hmm. Do you stockpile alcohol? Maybe yeah. you don't need alcohol because you live a better life than that. And you're not beholden to chemicals and, and whatever. I don't know if we call alcohol a chemical, but you know what I mean? 
How about vices? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, I mean, maybe, you know, it is worth smoke crack. You need to store that. Whatever. You got to have some crack. You have to have, you know, and sometimes it's better to store the baking soda and the cocaine, you know, next to each other. That way you can whip up a batch. I have to point out that was a joke that I was not. Oh. Like really, so, I, I, Kevin, we weren't serious about stockpiling sorry. crack. But uh, was a I, joke. I just wanted people to think outside the box of what's important to them. Yeah, no, but uh, uh, somebody did mention fifteen-year-old scotch. The thing is, with with whiskey and scotch, you can put it on a shelf; it'll last forever. It goes That's, forever. You know what I mean? It, even if you open up and take a couple of sips here and there, it's still going to be good the next time you go over there. And the beauty so, is, it's an excellent barter item. It is. It is. Everybody loves loves a little bit of whiskey, especially uh, especially when the TV's not working. And you know, now Um, let's talk about home heating real quick. I like that one. That's important. Uh, I I mean, it gets gets cold. Most a lot of people live up north here, and the cold can really, you know, really be nasty if uh, if you don't have a way to keep your yourself warm. So let's go through some basic stuff. A lot of people have electric heat, baseboard heating. Um, you know, that's fine. It's a little bit expensive, but obviously electricity stops working. You're out of luck. Um, a lot of people have, a uh, oil burning furnace. Um, that's good. But a lot of the time it takes electric to get started. Um, so let's talk about a couple of other options. Um, kerosene heater, um, one of the most fuel efficient heaters to have, uh, it's 13, 135,000 BTUs per gallon, which is the most efficient um, way to heat. Uh, it's easy to start. Uh, kerosene's non-explosive and it's clean burning. So that's, right. uh, that's now, a pretty good option. Here's the thing. You, you go to the store and they sell that K1 kerosene, right? It's nice and yeah. clean. It's good. That stuff is expensive as hell. If you're going to yes. Lowe's or whatever. I saw 49.99 for a five Ooh, gallon bucket, that's which brutal. is right. ridiculous. So you can go to the, you can find a gas station. Not every gas station sells kerosene. Mm-hmm. Now you can go to a gas station and buy kerosene. Guess what? If you read the label, almost every time that is K1 kerosene. It and is. it's the yep. same stuff you're buying at Lowe's on the shelf. Now, people will tell you, oh, you can buy diesel, and it's the same thing. It's not the same thing. Diesel will burn and work in your heater, but it will also give off a little black smoke. And if mm-hmm. you have white ceilings in your living room, they will not <laughs> be white anymore. That's I'm right. just saying. And You'll kind of mess up how it lights, how it burns, how yeah. everything. So bottom line, if say the end of the world, right? And you're trying to prepare, you buy that awesome kerosene heater. You have that 250 gallon oil tank that you've been running your furnace with. Every bit of that you can use in your kerosene heater. It That's will right. work. However, it will put off some smoke. So if you're planning on not having dingy black ceilings, don't do that. But when the end of the world happens and you're like, hey, I got to stay warm, that's your answer right that there. Work. Right. But you 100%. can buy the K1 kerosene and and you're supposed to put that in a, I want to say blue is kerosene blue and yellow is, kerosene. is diesel. Yeah. Yep. Right. You got it right. See? Yep. Secret of the pros right there. Mm-hmm. Now there's uh, propane heaters. Propane yeah. heaters too. Uh, affordable, safe, uh, more efficient than electric. Um as as uh, we all know, uh, Hank Hill says, I provide the people of this community with propane and propane accessories. Oh, oh when I think about all my hard-earned tax dollars going to pay a bunch of little twig boy, 
bureaucrats like you. It just makes me want to. Ooh, God. That's the quote. That's the quote. I like Hank it. Hill always knows. He always knows best. But uh, number one, heating your house and keeping things good is a wood stove. Um, yes. Hot belly wood stove, any kind of wood stove. Great. Great for heating your home. Yeah. Um, you can access that fuel yourself. You don't have to go, uh, you know, get anything. You can just go out into the woods and and take some branches like you were t- talking about, Chuck. Um, you can split wood. You can get it yourself, make it yourself, dry it yourself. You don't have to rely on anybody else supplying you anything. And, uh, you know, it's it's versatile because you can cook on top of it. You can, right. um, you know, use it, use it to uh, do a lot of stuff there. Yeah, I know a lot of people that um, are, I know one lady that actually makes beef jerky on top of her wood stove. Yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting. That's a skill good. I'd like to learn. A lot of them. Um, there's the Franklin stove that like Ben Franklin came up with. That's pretty mm-hmm. awesome. Shapes kind of like your pot belly thing. I think it right. is the pot belly stove, mm-hmm. but I can picture it in my mind. I don't know. Anyway, you also have the ones with the burners on top and for cooking and, and they even sell ones with bread ovens. It's really how much money you're willing to commit. Now I have several options at my house. Um, I have this like old falling down farmhouse right next to me that, you know, the roof's still good. So I'm hanging on to it, trying to fight the termites and keep it going. It doesn't even have like real plumbing or anything going on, but I probably would set up a wood stove there. I have chimneys and it actually has fireplaces and things I can do there. But one, making sure your chimney is clean enough that it's going to work and not, you know, kill everybody is probably a right. smart That's idea. Yeah, but, don't burn the pine in there. Right. You know? But yeah, the creosote on the lining. Anyway, so another thing, though, on the flip side, in my regular house, the plan I have is, and I still haven't done it because it's one of the many things. Again, I have a house with fireplaces and stuff that I can move the family over if we're all freezing to death in the winter, right? We can we can stay in one room over there and stay warm every night. But the plan is I need to buy a wood stove and I'm going to just throw it in my, I'm going to keep it in the farmhouse. But if I need to bring it into my house, I can just rig up with plywood and vent pipe and actually run the vent right out the window. Mm-hmm. So something I could move in and make my living room have a nice hot stove. Now, the cool thing is, I, I was thinking about this a lot, is I could take the vent pipe and if I ran like a six foot or eight foot, eight foot horizontal pipe and then put it out the window then what I could do is you'd have that whole eight foot of extra heat coming into your house. And that's something to consider. That's why a wood stove always kind of wins out over a fireplace is you usually have exposed pipe running through the house. Like some of it do it even through two floors, you know, and you'll have that pipe go up through and up to the second floor where it dissipates the heat. And that's something to look at. Um, I also, think we need to move into security. Now, I know this episode's going a little bit long, but you need to have some way to protect your family. Do you have, like, one, do you carry every day, right? Do, do you have a handgun on your hip? Does your wife have a handgun on her hip? You know, maybe you need to get her on board with carrying every day and being prepared. Because the thing is, you never know when bad things are going to happen. Um, I, uh, 
I would say, do you have like a shotgun or something that somebody who's not trained with a weapon can use a little bit easier? Now, obviously you need some kind of training before you should be picking up a shotgun. But I mean, somebody who's gone out with you for an hour twice before can work a shotgun. Somebody who's trained with you for three weeks should be maybe grabbing an AR and, and something more tactical. Um, the, there are other things, uh, even just having pepper spray or, you know, something like that, mace, whatever, something that, you know, you can keep on hand. They have those bear spray ones. If you kept that handy, that's one more option. Um, you know, obviously a, a firearm is serious. The other stuff, you know, people say, oh, that just pisses them off. Well, yeah, but you know, you have to go with what you're allowed to have in, in your area of living. Do you have things that can be a weapon? You know, people always, the baseball bat. Well, you know what? A bat's going to be a pretty effective weapon. I mean, honestly, if somebody's holding a gun, you have a shot when you have a bat, you know, and, and you're too close to each other, right? Um, there are a bunch of things like that. Uh, just keep in mind, you know, what's available and how you're going to protect. Obviously, we have episodes on securing your home and, you know, home security and really preparing it all around. That's something you need to dig into. We're not getting on that, but just keep in mind. Uh, one of the things, you know, that came to mind and, and somebody mentioned is that with a, a wood stove, you could wrap the pipe with, you know, do your hot water heating through that. I actually had a friend do that. And uh, rigged up in his house. Now, what he did, he actually had a fireplace. And he ended up making it look like a, uh, we'll say like a radiator that he ran through and put in the top level of his fireplace. And it would heat his water. And he it, w it went in addition with his hot water heater. So he was actually saving money all year long. Well, all winter long while he's running his fireplace. By adding that extra heat, I'm sure he worked out bypasses to not, you know, go through there and cool it down in the summer. But, you know, you can figure out that kind of thing. If you put a little effort, you can really come up with some awesome creative ideas. And I guess that's the point of this episode is to get you thinking about where you might be coming short, where things fall apart in your home plan and how ready you are. And if so often we dig into, you know, the deep things like we'll do an episode just on home security or an episode just on food storage and whatever. But I think the little things, the little thoughts and the extra things get lost. And it's important that, you know, you kind of think of your overall preparedness as a bigger picture. Uh, you know, they always say, try shutting your power off for a day. See where it falls apart. You know, see where things start to come up short and then you can, you know, go through and, and come up with a plan there. That's that's something you guys need to do. And hopefully that's what this episode did is makes you think of where the weak links in your prepping might be. And hopefully, you know, it steps up your game. And I would say more and more these days, it seems like we need to have a little extra preparation. We need to be prepared for bad things. Because bad things might be coming. Although I heard the economy completely turned around. Uh, the GDP's way up and, and we're killing it. So, you know, who knows? Maybe I misread the whole thing. 
Kevin, I, I see concern <laughs> in your eye. Any yeah. last thoughts? I don't Kevin? know if I don't know if my eye roll was loud enough that everybody could hear it, but yeah. Yep. Sounds fantastic. Everything's going great. Love it. Perfect. Um yeah, no, that's all I got, man. Um Questions, concerns, uh, you guys want Prepping Badass gear. I've been saying PreppingBadass.com. Um, the website seems to work on my cell phone, but when I go there from a computer, it's kind of iffy. i I just been so busy. I haven't had time to sort it out. Maybe I need to actually start paying for better hosting than I pay for, but we won't talk about that. Yeah. But anyway, um, I will put a link if you want to get sweatshirts, T-shirts, coffee mugs, whatever. Um, I will put a link in the comments here and in the show notes on the, uh, the podcast episode. Yeah. I got but, the, uh, uh, the sweatshirt. Uh, I got a couple of sweatshirts. They're really good. They're pretty good quality. Kevin yeah, so. looks pretty handsome. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're asking about the hoodie. So we looked, we tried to dig into it. Kevin, you said you came up with a name. Do you have it? Yeah. It's right. independent trading company is the, is the brand. Okay. And you said though, really soft and comfortable. Cause yeah, it's not something yeah. we recognized. Yeah. It's, um, it's warm. It's, it's comfortable. It's, it's pretty damn good. Um, so yeah, no, it, it definitely held up a lot better early on the same company we were using for the t-shirts. They were a little, the logos would kind of wear off. They were a little iffy and, and I kind of warned you guys, I tried to, you know, be on top of that, but you know, Hey, they seem like they're pretty great right now. Um, I have a bunch of friends. It was funny. One of my buddies just put in, uh, just put in a, uh, an order and got a t-shirt and he was like, you know what? That's one that I keep on a hanger in the closet. And -hmm. it's one that I wear when I'm going out with the wife or whatever. (laughs) And, and you know, things are, he's like, it's all right. You know, that Mm -hmm. stepping up my game. So they are pretty great shirts and, and honestly they are soft and comfortable. They're a little thin, lightweight, the t-shirts, but that's why they're so soft and comfortable. But if you're looking for the thicker shirt or whatever, like I always do, you know, maybe it's not that, but I wear them all the time and I love them. So I don't know, just something to think about. Like I said, I will put it in the comments, be a little patient with me. We are going to do an after show and uh, do that. So if you guys stick around, we might have that for you. Uh, questions, concerns, show topics, things you want to hear about, email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. Um, otherwise, I would say stay safe and we will talk to you guys next week.
Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. Brave anglers search for the one they call king. But who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver. Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery. Waypoint TV. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.